Kaiju FM. Come find your niche. So how was your weekend? Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't really want to talk about it. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah. I, I went to Download Festival. Yeah. Um, I won't be doing it again. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's I think that's enough. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good review. Well, not a good review. No. But, you know, it's, you know it's a, a reliable review. review. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, you know, you're back. You're in your house. Yeah. We're going to go and see our buddies on the other side of the pool. How about that? Yeah, that'll cheer me up. Yeah, I think so. Let's watch some cartoons. Welcome back to the Space Jam Continuum, the show where we try to make a cohesive cinematic universe out of something that was never meant to be one. I'm Chris McLennan. I'm Carl Noble. And uh, we met we met some fun characters last time. Yeah, we did. Dodsworth. Dodsworth, he was brilliant. <laughs> like, I absolutely loved him and his little kitten friend. His little kitten friend, yeah, was, was I mean, it wasn't pretty really savvy. Friend, no. Not not by the end of it, anyway. No. But like, I hope to see more of Dodsworth. Like, he's, he's, he's yeah, wily. I'm, I like his we do. vibe. Uh, Pepe was up to his usual bits, but we did conclude, at least, that... As of 1952, he's not a rapist. Yes, and that that is a weight off my mind. Yeah, like we've been we've been like on edge with Pepe for a while, and like I'm not condoning what he does, but it was a weight off that. Well, the thing is, like, like so many of the the characters from the pantheon of characters we have have let us down repeatedly, and like I'm just so glad that Pepe hasn't yet. Yeah, well, and I he, say, has, yes. he has. But yeah, but not in like a, not he's a the, rapist way. Because no, yeah, no. that's really where I was expecting it to go, yeah. at least some at some point. Yeah, it's not it's not good, but yeah. but it's not yet as bad as we <laughs> thought it would be by now. Uh, we saw some bugs in Yosemite action. He was did. hunting for gold. Yeah, uh, and Bugs has an ability to detect gold uh, as a natural reaction for when he's burrowing through soil so he doesn't... Like, basically... Bugs can't burrow through gold the way Superman can't see through lead. Yeah, when he's got to when he's got to plot a uh, like basically his you know time and space jump yeah. through soil like he has to be able to detect obstacles. Yes, and, obviously. Uh, and you know, so so we know that's a power Bugs has, yeah. but it's not a new power. It's more like a by a byproduct of of one of his, of existing, his existing powers. Power. Yeah. So we know that he's a, he's good at hunting for gold, and that's sort of where we. Sort of where we're at. Yep, uh, that was good. It was actually a pretty good. It was a pretty good episode actually for for just you know really really nailing down some things about existing characters and yes. and their their general vibe. Uh, yeah, it was, it was it was a good one. But again, like my biggest takeaway was Dodsworth and just how awesome he was. Yeah, and I really hope we see quite a lot of Dodsworth because like even though I know he doesn't really enter the uh, beloved pantheon of no Looney Tunes, like I don't know I hope there's at least a spell where we see quite a lot of him and his uh, leg person owner. His leg person owner, yeah. We, we still thing. haven't got to the bottom of these leg people. No, well, uh, it's the top we need to get to. We We've got to the bottom. It's feet. It's feet, yeah. <laughs> we need to get to the top of these we need people. To get, we, haven't, we still haven't got to the top of these leg <laughs> no, people. No, we haven't. Uh, we played around with the idea that the, they are the same as the giants, but we like. I think we've decided that's not the yeah. case. Um, no, I don't think so, because we see the tops of giants a lot. Yeah, 
and like uh, they seem to be a very different vibe and a different build. Like, yes, because they the leg people, from what we can see, are proportionally correct for human beings, whereas giants like their stature is different. Like yes, their their build yeah. is different. They're broader at the top. Like yeah, they tend to have slightly bigger feet and toes as well. Yeah, and like the 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 perspective on them seems to be like this vanishing point sort of vibe quite a lot of the time yes. where it's just like you look up at them and you've got this little pinprick of a head <laughs> in the distance uh, and so like that's how we're currently telling the difference yes um but let's jump uh, straight in uh it's bugs bunny and uh, a guy we haven't seen in a while but uh you well, know, he, he wears he wears basketball, he wears basketball shoes. shoes so we presume he's important yeah uh it's Gosma. Yeah, love Gosma. Hasn't got any arms, or at least he does, but he keeps them hidden inside his big woolly top. Yeah, but also he's uh, presumably an alien of some kind, uh, which also so. which also like ties him pretty firmly to 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 where we know all this is going. Yeah, the good nineteen ninety six movie Space Jam. So uh, has Do Bugs had a run in with him before, or was it yeah. Daffy? Oh, I'm not sure. Somebody had a run in with him. It was um, in a castle. Yeah, with a castle think- with an evil uh, scientist. Yeah, it was Peter Laurie, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, I'm I'm not sure if it was Bugs or if it was Daffy, um, but I do remember because like like from my youth I remember Bugs having many a run in with Gosima. Um so I think he's the one who's going to be interacting the most with them. Uh, I think Daffy has quite a lot as well because Daffy has a lot of run-ins with Marvin the Martian, and I remember Gosma being That's present true. in quite a lot of Marvin the Martian things. But I might but I might be remembering a video game. Do you think that Gosma was is kind of the I don't know, the strike force, like kind of the the first team to come to try and challenge Earth to basketball. And they sent him on his own. But he can't speak. But he can't speak and he was just like, and, and now he's just stuck here. Let's find out. Uh, we're uh, watching Water, Water Every Hair. Still haven't got over this. Uh, it's a Bugs Bunny and Gosma number from April 19th, 1952. And uh, we should also, just before we watch it, just check if it was Bugs or Daffy last time. We should. Okay, let's watch some cartoons. Okay, quick rundown then. Uh, Bugs' house gets waterlogged, seemingly because he's built it under a river. As now, you do. We know Bugs is normally sleeping in like an interdimensional space. Yes. Uh, so I reckon but occasionally he wants to get out in the wild. Yeah, and and to him, that's doing exactly the same, but it's a real hole. Yeah, yeah. Like, so it that's his camping. In a cave. Yeah, he got carried out the other end. He got he? carried out the other end. So, like, it, that's what I mean. He he goes and stays in a pre-existing, and he can breathe underwater. Oh. Yeah, he's asleep. He's under the water. It doesn't really bother does him. Does he have gills? Or no, just but I think does water I, work in his lungs. Bug, Bugs has breathed underwater before, and like it's not been a problem. Yeah, um, but he seems to breathe normally somehow. Like and sleep. It's not even uncomfortable. Yeah, uh, but anyway, he, he like the only problem as he seems to be able to breathe and sleep underwater, is that it carries him out on his mattress like a raft. Yep. And it carries him to uh, an evil castle. Yeah. Uh, much like the previous episode he was in with Gosma. Yeah. There's an evil scientist there working on a, a plethora of evil projects. Yeah, he looked like a bean. Yeah, he looked like a little green bean. Normally when we see someone green, it's someone who stayed here for... Like, it's someone not from the Tooniverse yeah, who stayed, stayed in the Tooniverse for too long. Um, I don't think it was Peter Laurie. It doesn't look like it. Like no. it doesn't look like him. I'm just a- wondering whether or not it was him, and it, because he's been there so long, he's just 
really twist. He's been drinking a lot of his own potions. Yeah, but it just, I don't know. Like It didn't sound like him. It, it doesn't look enough it, like him. Yeah, just too, too much was different in like, and if I imagine what Peter Laurie would be like if he'd stayed in the Tooniverse for longer, he'd have looked a lot different to that. Yes. So yeah, I think it's a different enough. evil scientist. I do think it might be the same castle because Gosmer is again just in a behind a locked door that says monster on it. Maybe they just rent out this castle to the ne- next evil scientist in line. Yeah. I mean, Maybe it's like an allotment. You've got to put your <laughs> name down, like, with the council, and, like, you know, if you're not using the castle for t- so long, they just put the next yeah, person Yeah, a timeshare of some kind, because there's a lot of Possibly. projects going on. Yeah, I mean, it's a big castle. He's People doing a big could have been in there somewhere. Maybe yeah. it's just a shared monster. Yeah, I think so. I think that's just the resident monster. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so... Uh, as as a standard, Gosmer chases bugs around yeah. uh, a fair bit. Uh, they wind up in a lab uh, which has a lot of different uh, like potions in it. Yeah. So there's a vanishing potion uh, which Bugs uses on himself uh, to hide from Gosmer. Yeah. Then he uses reducing potion on Gosmer to shrink to him. shrink him. Uh, at which point Gosmer quits. Uh, but not before uh, popping behind the shelves to get a tiny outfit yeah, and a like tiny he, he suitcase. He like a travelling salesman. Yeah, and then he just marches off out through a mouse hole. Yeah, kicks the mouse out, though. Kicks the mouse out and then just puts I quit on the door. Yeah. But why did he have tiny clothes? I don't know. I mean, if, you, if you're in a castle that has reducing portions... You're going to have a stash of tiny clothes kicking about just in case. So you reckon it's just in case? It, you don't think it's from the last person who got shrunk... I mean, potentially, but that means that the last person who got shrunk went behind there, got naked and left. No, but like, I think he might not have been going like behind uh, shelves so much as like I think there might have been more room going backwards. Right. Okay. I think he just went off to another part of the room. Yeah. Where there someone had been experimented on already. Oh God, that's uh, a terrible. Thing. And he's like, "Well, I'll take these, this tiny suit and tiny hat." Um. So he marches out. So the scientist takes matters into his own hands. Uh. And he lobs an axe at Bugs, which breaks a bottle of ether, which in the Tooniverse, we have discovered, just slows stuff down. <laughs> Hilariously like, so as well, yeah, though. it's amazing. But but you still have... like So you move really slowly. Yeah. And like in a sort of skipping, like serene Yes, uh, like, like, like you're on the moon. Yeah, it's a lot like, yeah, <clears throat> bounding around on the moon. Uh, but you're fully, you are fully aware. Like, your thoughts... You're, you're slow, like in serene yes. and chilled out. But you are fully aware of what's going on. So, like, when he's skipping through the door and gets tripped up really slowly, yeah. uh, they they always have time to, you know, turn to the camera and shrug. Yeah, yeah just go, ah, it is what it is. Uh, so, uh, that, so Bugs trips the scientist up, and then Bugs himself skips out the castle for ages. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, trips over a rock, winds up back in the river, washed back to his bed, where... He Wait, wakes up thinking it was a dream. Thinking it was a dream, even though he's still neck deep in water. Yeah. Uh, and then Gosmer rows past in a little rowboat. And I can't remember what he says, but he does say something, which means yeah. Gosmer can talk. He can talk, but I am wondering whether or not we can only hear him when he's small. Do you think because so? He, he's more high pitched. Do you think he's been saying stuff this whole time? Yeah, because it's it, just out of our, uh, out of our yeah, hearing range. range. Of hearing, yeah. I mean, because we do hear him roar. Yeah, no, we hear but that. We but, that uh, but that's uh, actually him going like. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because he's trapped. Because like, and, <laughs> Cause and imagine trapped. if you were t- talking to people all the time and they couldn't hear you. Because <laughs> you can't really no see reaction. much of his mouth. Like if he was talking normally, I think it's kind of like somebody with a big beard. If they talk normally, you're like, I can't see your mouth moving. But if they like yawn, you can see in the gob. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. So I think it's like that. 
I think that's why we can't see his mouth go. So I think he's, you know, he's so, there going to bugs. Like, come on, man! Like, you've got to get out of the castle. Like, can you just can you just shuffle along? Otherwise, this madman's going to get you. Because, like, like, come on! Because he seems to be, yeah, as you say, like he seems to be the resident monster in the place. Yeah, and he seems he seems to be quite compliant with whoever unlocks the door and says, "Go and do this." But do you think it's more just like? He's a sort of jobs worth, really. He's like, yeah. Like, he's sort of a bouncer. It's like, look, mate, can you just look? I just want an easy life of it. Can you just get out of the castle? Yeah, um, come on. Like, let's move like, on. He does keep his hands in his pockets a lot. It did remind me a lot. Yeah, of, but um, I think that's because Luther. He, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, I just, you know, like Luther always walks around with his hands in his pocket, and yeah. it's just like, ah. Eh. But I don't know. I think uh, he keeps his hands in his pockets because, uh, in his role as sort of a bouncer, like I think there's a level he can't really cross unless actively threatened. And uh, he doesn't want to be able to be seen to like cross that line. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't. Okay. He knows the law. Yeah, he doesn't want to come across as a, as, a, as, as an aggressor. Yeah, because he's probably got like one of those armbands with his like name on it. Yeah, his license basically for security. But his fur uh, hanging over his it. Fur is hanging over because it. it is long fur. Because Bugs uh, near the start uh, when he first tries to get away from Gosma, uh, start like just puts on his his sassy hairstylist. Uh, yeah. And then sits Persona. him down at a table, which I don't know where he got. Presumably and then starts a pot doing plant nearby, hair. and he just possibly. But then why didn't he just jump at the pot plant? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I think I don't know. He maybe noticed the basketball shoes and goes, "Look, I've got a like. I can't ignore that. No, I mean, like this is part I mean, of yeah, my cause, quest." Because he has met him before, but like it seems that Gosma didn't really remember Bugs. But I think Bog- Bugs did remember. But Gosma. we don't know if Bu- Gosma remembered Bugs because we don't no. know what Gosma might have been saying. Yeah, because he could have been like, "Oh, Bugs, my old pal. Like, can you like get out of this castle? This fucking weird bean things after you. And <laughs> yeah. like, I don't want to see you get hurt, man." Yeah, uh, like but, we we just don't know. Like what Bugs heard was. Exactly, just like that. Just like that. Yeah, and to, because of the long orange hair, can't uh, you, you can't, can't see what's going on. But Gosma, because Gosma, Gosma seemed quite content uh, having uh, his hair styled. Yeah, it He's was o- happy. It, it was only when Bugs uh, decided to use uh, dynamite. like dynamite uh, to st- style his hair <laughs> that that he, he, it drew Gosma's ire somewhat. Yeah. I mean, that would. If somebody used dynamite to style my hair, I don't think I'd be overly pleased. Especially someone who you're just trying to help. Yeah. So, yeah, I, 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 I'm I, pretty happy with that. Like, I think Gosma's just this unheard... <laughs> yeah. And I, I'm wondering if at some point Gosma will catch on to the idea that maybe if he talks like this, everybody will be able to hear him. Yeah, I mean, he, he could just end up like an excited Geordie. And maybe he'd be fine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, I hope, it, I hope it turns out to be Geordie. <laughs> Oh, that'd be brilliant, wouldn't it? It'll be like that one, uh, one Liverpudlian poodle that we heard yes. really early on. It's like, yeah, that was so weird. <laughs> it's like, why? It's the only, it's the only uh, approaching good British accent we've heard. Yeah. in all of Looney Tunes <laughs> so far, was a poodle once. It was just well scouse. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, yeah, uh. but yeah. Uh, so yeah, Gosma, I think, is actually on side and just, is, yeah, just trying to get by and just yeah. wants a quiet life of it i presume gosman is very comfortable in whatever that room is like it's just like look i just want to ha- hang around in my it's, lair it, it's his security office obviously he's, set, <laughs> he's got his monitors and all sorts <laughs> set up do you think but like because i reckon that's why he keeps going back there so you you yeah, it's still just his job so you don't think he identifies as a monster no, it's whoever's in the castle has just identified him. As yeah, because well, like, I think what happened is he put the sign on the door to security, and somebody else has come along and just went, "Nah, nah, monster, <laughs> monster." I'm an evil scientist. I don't have security. Yeah, I, don't have, I security. have a monster. Yeah. 
yeah, so like pretty happy with that as the Gosma vibe. I don't know if the reducing potion wears off. We'll find out, I presume, next time Gosma yeah, shows up. Yeah, I guess up. so. Uh, but, you know, I imagine that will actually be quite a while. Yeah. Which is a shame, because I kind of want to know the direct continuation of the fact that Gosma is tiny and in Bugsy's house. Yeah, uh, I, I really, really want to see more of Gosma, because I do like him as a character. Yeah, he's great. Uh, do you know who else is great? And are also best buds? Go on, then. Sylvester and Hector. Oh, these guys, and it's just them and it's as well. it's just them. It's not Sylvester and Hector and Granny and Tweety. Yeah. Now, the last time we saw Sylvester and Hector in the same episode, Hector was still uh like kind of mindless and rabid yeah, uh under the thrall of uh tweety who had uh well uh sent a surrogate tweety yeah. out uh to uh take control of granny again and uh start start giving sylvester a hard time yeah um we don't like i don't think he successfully got hector out of there i don't think i mean I'd like to think that's uh, Hector managed to get himself out of there. Yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe just one day, like Tweety took Granny out on a yeah, like and on and a maybe he was, mission he was far enough away from Hector. Hector snapped out of it and legged it like a clever dog. Well, let's find out. We're watching uh, Little Red Rodent Hood, uh, which is Sylvester and Hector number from May third, nineteen fifty-two. So the man, the myth, the legend, Sylvester, yeah, is a like a f- part of a folk tale for for mice now. Yeah, so so, so I mean, like they could have just called this "I Am Legend." Realistically, <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, so it begins with a uh, little mouse who doesn't want to go to bed. No, wants a story. But, I mean, I'm not surprised. It looks like he's had a lot of coffee. It does. He's he's tweaked. Yeah, like, it's, it's, it's a bit like are, uh, like pistols in the snow. It's like Bugs's nephew Reed's son. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like he's he's wired. Yeah, but uh, so his, his mouse's granny uh, tells the story, and it's broadly speaking, you know, a Red Riding Hood story when it starts out. Yeah, but in a house. Uh, yeah, it's Which in a house, is, but yeah. like you know, it's 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 you know, it's 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 about a mouse. Like, exactly, that's their whole world. Um, so. Yeah, like, Sylvester is the part of the wolf when the story starts. Yeah. But it doesn't take long, really, to descend into just a Sylvester trying to get a mouse yeah. uh, situation. Um, it's an interesting one because we do have to acknowledge that this is a story. Um, yeah. So not- nothing that happens in it has happened like, or, necessar- or has necessarily happened. Yeah, because Hector's in it. Hector's in it. only briefly, and they're not friends. Yeah, he's just a, a I th- normal dog. Yeah, I think like Sylvester in there in Mouse Law is the big bad wolf. Yeah, he's and the Hector man. is the... kind of the savior because it's a cat and a dog. Like they can't be friends. Yeah, so yeah, I think I think I think it's yeah overly simplified. But I I wonder if uh, because again like the the Granny Mouse is dressed like Granny, like it's the same outfit. Yeah, like I'm wondering if uh, we we are looking at another thrall of Tweety. Not in the younger mouse, but like maybe Twe- Twe- Tweety can control grannies and grannies have a lot of influence over like the young. Yes, understandably. It's like so he's like, okay, well I can get to all these all the malleable minds of these yeah. young mice, these young strong mice that I can use <laughs> that I can use in my in my, you know, cult army. What's my in? 
It's grannies. Yeah, Let's get some grannies. The thing is, we know that's not actually a granny mouse. How because, do we know that? Because what do baby mice grow oh, up to be? Jesus. Elephants. Elephants. So that's not it's it's, a, that's not an old mouse. That's just a young oh, mouse no. dressed, a, dressed as a granny. Oh, that's my whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sorry I'm sorry to ruin it, but That's we, like, so true though. Like, yeah, like we, we can't overlook the fact that baby mice grow up into elephants. <sighs> unless <sighs> unless they're from another universe. Yeah, or unless I don't know, like Unless Tweety has found a way to um, stop the elephanting process. There's a word. <laughs> I made up. <laughs> it's good. I yeah. like it. Yeah. The elephantization <laughs> process, yeah. Oh, but, or maybe maybe all mice suffer from elephantitis. And as they get older, it gets worse. And they become elephants. So do you think some don't? And well, that's what well, I'm saying, well what I'm thinking is uh, that maybe um, Tweety has found a cure. But there was also, um, early on, and I only remembered this uh, when we were talking about it a couple of weeks ago, um, early on when we decided that mice were baby elephants, yeah, we did entertain the possibility that it's actually that uh, mice are indistinguishable from baby elephants. We did talk about that, actually. It wasn't that necessarily all mice it's were just baby the- elephants. I think it's just it it it's stuck. So I'm wondering if uh, baby elephants wind up in and amongst uh, mice. like mice um, in a sort of uh, ugly duckling sort of a situation. Yeah, but like in reverse, where it's just it's like okay, uh, you look like a cute mouse. Something weird. Like we can't tell the difference. We literally can't, and yeah. we're mice. Yeah, <laughs> it's like so. You have some that grow up to be older mice. Yeah, and some that grow up to be elephants. Possibly. Especially seeing as right, the, especially if they're being delivered by storks, because was, storks could get it wrong. They might not be able to tell. Ah, oh, it might be the storks. Yeah, because they they they've been negligent on a number they, of right, occasions. Yeah, they have. Like, so, like, like I, they I, just I, grab I, the nearest thing that looks like a mouse. That would do. Yeah, I think there was a spat of like bad deliveries. Well, we we know. I mean, there was a there was a stork strike back in the day. Like you know, there's been a lot. It's a volatile industry. The uh, baby delivery industry <laughs> It's very volatile. Um. One thing I also uh, noticed, which I found weird, was uh, the mouse hole yeah. was the right size for the the baby mouse. Yeah. Now, the granny mouse was significantly larger than the baby mouse. Yeah. Can she not go out? Uh, well, the uh, are you talking about during the story? Oh, that's a good point, yeah. Because during the story, it was Little Red Rodent Hood. Yeah. So she was big enough to get through that. She didn't have a granny. Yeah. She was looking up on the, in the big bed to find granny, and that's where Sylvester was hiding. Yes. So her granny had a massive bed. That's interesting. Like, why Maybe was she looking in the big bed? granny. Well, I don't know. I mean, if we're operating on the idea still that uh, Tweety has any involvement... Then maybe maybe Tweety's uh, un- understanding of what a granny is is fundamentally flawed. Possibly, yeah. And so it's like it's like okay, well, I'll set out all these stories, and like they, they, they don't they don't quite add up. It's like why would that mouse's granny be in a giant human-sized bed? Yeah. It's like I don't know. Like, or, or, or maybe they're trying to impart the thought of the granny we know, who is a human. 
so that the mice will follow her. Well, that's right, because I, I especially thought that, yeah, just because the outfit was the same. Yeah. It's like, it's this iconic thing. It's almost like a uniform. Yeah, they, 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 like, so like just, your head cultist attire yeah. is like a little bonnet and a, and a, and a <laughs> like a blue, High a blue sort of <laughs> yeah. matronly sort of dress and a little pinny. That's, yeah. that's how grannies dress. High yeah. grannies. <laughs> High, high granny of the... So, I mean, there's a lot to take away from that. So... And, like, it's all got to be with a pinch of salt because most of it was a story. Most, yeah, most of it was a story. And it could have literally just been a granny mouse telling uh, her grandson or granddaughter a story about f- a wolf and it just so happens that Sylvester has made it into their law because he goes around killing mice. Yeah, but I think for <laughs> Sylvester specifically to make it into their that law... law yeah. It has like, to. It has to have come from somewhere. But I mean, that's that's what folk story is all about. Because it definitely is it. Sylvester as well. And uh, I think we also. That's another thing. We got a confirmation of our uh, Sylvester Being is pissed. is yeah. pissed. There he is. It's just like, oh, you've got big bags you've got under your horrible bloodshot eyes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and the fact that, like beforehand, when he went up to the bed dressed up as a granny, he flicked the covers off. And there was loads of other cats waiting there, none of which had red noses. Yeah, so and then there was a little baby cat hiding behind the pillow, who, when Sylvester moved the pillow, went, Cigarette? Which, like, you shouldn't be smoking. Not even in bed. <laughs> yeah, especially <laughs> not in bed. It's like, it's like, there, was, there was a lot wrong with it. There was, but, but, you know, it was a story. So I think it was actually I think about demonising cats. It's about demonising cats. So it was like, it's obviously just the children, cat children smoke. They're called kittens. Uh, obviously <laughs> kittens smoke. Cat children, cat please. Cat children. <laughs> obviously kittens smoke, and they do it in bed. Yeah, because <laughs> cats are the animals. baddies. Yeah. yeah, I think that's reasonable. So we've got actually like a slight insight probably into how uh, Tweety indoctrinates young mice and possibly young elephants. Yeah, into uh, the cult. Uh, and it is through, yeah, I mean, it's... It's through influential uh, folklore, yeah. Um, which uh, it seems to have uh, just slipped into quite comfortably. Like it's yeah. just like mm, I, I know how to I know how to manipulate people. I know how to get people on side, and he's doing it. And it's through the grannies. It is through the grannies. So, wow. Yeah. There's that. There is that. Got more out of that. I know. Story I, 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 than I, I was like, oh, I don't think we're going to get much out of this at all, really, because it's, it's just, just a story. A story. It's oh, like no. we, we have to, we have to just disregard pretty much all of this. I do, I do love that. Every every time we have a theory about mice, the fact that the baby elephants thing does swing around and bites in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, it's like I think that's the only thing that we established really early on that I, I, rep- I repeatedly regret. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but. You know, you can't argue with the truth, yeah, man. Yeah, you can't. You can't control like what facts are. No, you can't. You, you, you just you have just to gotta live with. You them. have to roll with the punches. Yeah. And in this case, they're big elephant punches. <laughs> uh, shall we uh, watch our last one then? I think we should. Wait, like, we've got a, got an, a like another fun character. Yep, Foghorn. He's on here. his own as well. On his Todd. Yeah, uh, which we have rarely seen. Well, it's because he's stuck in that Groundhog Day sitch. Because even when it, he's not been with Henry Hawk, Prissy's been involved, yep. or Claude. Yeah, but I mean, Barnyard Dog does feature a lot without being mentioned. Yeah, so let's uh, like I'm going. I'm going to assume Barnyard Dog is is going to be in it because Foghorn just on his Todd. Yeah, like who's who's he gonna who's he gonna wind up exactly? Who's he gonna wind up and who's he gonna give uh, poor fatherly advice to? 
And the good thing is, is uh, we didn't have to uh, get any laser discs for this. I just had to use my Amazon uh, Prime account. Yeah, which is it was actually surprisingly, yeah, surprisingly it was easy, easy to find. I'm hoping that's going to be more and more the case because, uh, like, I'm really not interested in getting blown that off laser that disc. laser disc. It's, no, it's, it's so big. <laughs> like, yeah, the fact it's... I have to crank it up, <laughs> plug it into the petrol motor. <laughs> <laughs> It's awful. But we're watching Soccer Doodle Doo. It's a foghorn number from May 10th, 1952. Thanks, Amazon. Thanks, Daddy Bezos. <laughs> Okay, so I think there is one question about Foghorn, quite fundamental, that needs addressing. Go on, then. Why is Foghorn so big? Yeah. We've seen other roosters before. We have seen other roosters. Because all the crooners manifest as roosters in the yeah, universe. Yeah, and they're, but they're all really wiry. They're mostly really wiry, yeah, and they're, they're all just normal size. Yeah. Uh, and this rooster, like he's, not, like, he's called Kid Banty, but he's not a kid. Like, he's a no. boxer. No, no, no. Right? So, he's, he's a normal size for a rooster compared to a dog. Uh, yeah. Whereas Falcon's much bigger. He's than a, way bigger than, than Barnyard dog. dog. And again, Barnyard Dog. Maybe his name's invisible. <laughs> maybe, because maybe he is listed. That's his, that's his only power. His name's invisible. Yeah, that's maybe that's his tune power. Maybe, maybe his name is on this list. Barnyard Dog was listed early on, though. Maybe he's just got the power. I don't know. Why is he not listed? Because <laughs> he's in every fucking episode. Yeah, and he had a name. He used yeah. to have a name. That is weird. But yeah, I, like. So cockfighting, perfectly acceptable. Perfectly acceptable. Among sentient um, roosters, yep. it would seem. Um, it's quite Pavlovian. A- it's quite Pavlovian with Kid Banty, though. It, if he yeah. he- here's a bell, he's going to lamp the nearest creature. Oh, and that poor cow at the start. Yep, bashed sentient. Yeah, like, just like, I don't know what went down there. Got like, The poor thing. So Kid Banty uh, is in the back of a truck, being transported somewhere. In a cage, though. In so a I cage. In a cage. That's what I mean. Like they've 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 clearly like, you know, bred him as a fighter from an early age. I mean, rightly so as well. He's hench. Oh yeah. I mean, he's he's tiny, but you know, they'd be some good chicken wings. It's like it's like it's like Bruce Lee when you see Bruce Lee tense up. Yeah. yeah. Whoa. Like, oh, I see. <laughs> so that's what three percent body fat does for you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, he's a he's a he's a prize fighter. Yeah. Uh, but he falls off the back of the truck. Um, goes into a field. Uh, a cowbell uh, sets him off and he yep. smacks the cow. Uh, he winds up on uh, Foghorn's... Well, the farm Foghorn lives on. Yep. Uh, you get a kind of standard back and forth between Foghorn and Barnyard Dog, but using Kid Banty yes. back and forwards. Yeah, they're um, basically just tricking the rooster into punching each punching other. Punching the other. Yeah. Um, until the end where Barnyard Dog... Uh, well, first, first, Foghorn has basically set himself up as Kid Banty's manager, yeah, yeah, and, which uh, is hilarious, and sets Barnyard Dog up as his uh, sparring partner. Yeah. Um, but he basically goes, "Look, I'm too big for you. I'll find someone your own size." So he sets up a false hula girl show in like a tree stump. Yeah, sticks his head in and like wolf whistles and just goes on about how great the hula girls are. And knowing that luring um, Foghorn in there, yeah, nails it like boards it up. Uh, and then there's a hole in the top of this uh, stump where he sticks his head through and he set up a little boxing ring so that Foghorn's head is about the same size as Kid Banty 
Yeah, and uh, he's just repeatedly ringing a bell. And he's just ringing a bell and uh I mean, Foghorn's why didn't Foghorn pummeled. just pull his head back through that hole? Well, I mean, once he's dazed, like, he's out of it. So I think just the first the first punch, he was just like, right, yeah. where I, I mean, Because the thing is, is that, like, Kid Banty was... He had a he had a good hook on him. Yeah, but uh, I still just... I don't know. Ultimately, it was a pretty standard Barnyard yeah, Dog Foghorn like, episode. But the big question is, why is he so big? Why is he so big? I mean... I don't really know if I have a have a solid. I haven't even really got any theories. I mean, other than you know, mutant. Yeah, mutant. Like, uh, like may, uh, maybe maybe he's actually not entirely rooster. Maybe he's like, I don't know, like half ostrich or something like that. If he's half human, half rooster. Oh, who did that? I don't know, but he seemed enticed by the premise. Enticed by the premise of hula girls, and the uh, pictures of the hula girls were definitely humans. Yeah, but I mean, I I think, and it's we haven't not actually that surprising. Yeah, but we haven't seen a lot of uh, like interracial relationships. No, that's true. Like you know, pig pigs date pigs, ducks date ducks. Like yeah, that's true enough. So yeah, I don't know. You don't see a lot of that. Whereas if he's half human, half rooster, maybe he plays who knows? Both sides. Yeah, I mean. The other thing is, I mean, we never really got to the bottom of why crooners all manifested as roosters, but we did also see a lot of the crooners in their human form visiting. Yes. Uh, and some of them became birds as well. So we, we know at some point people from our side of the portal could go and, uh, I guess, like inhabit bodies as an ex- a toon experience. Because so, we saw um, Bing Crosby as both a uh, rooster yes. and as like a... a like a songbird of some kind, like a, yeah. like a bird of paradise. Um, so do you think if a human man went across yeah. and inhabited a rooster, and a human female went across and inhabited a chicken, and they got it on, and they laid an egg, and then that egg came to fruition, you would get a... Ooh, maybe. Foghorn leghorn out of it. <laughs> you get a foghorn um, leghorn out of it. But yeah. it's got partial human DNA, which gives it the height. Possibly. But then when people have done that too, before... Like, look, we have to get... Now, we now have do to you get think, deep so, into toon genetics and how that, it all works. But at that point, you're talking about a uh, like a 50-50 genetic split, but not from one parent being one and one parent being the other, but both parents being half. But yeah, by but a I'm, weird I'm, means. That makes him half human from our side of the portal, right? Yeah, but I'm thinking, like, you know, is it that um, actually human in their DNA over whilst they're there is a recessive <laughs> thing, but actually what happened was he was created out of the two recessive genes, so the recessive gene was all that was there, so it was more human than rooster? Or at least enough more human than Rooster to give him the size. Yeah. I mean, that raises a question for me in terms of, like, when we've <clears> seen Toons come over to our side of the portal in the past, yeah. they've looked like Toons. Does he look like a Toon or does he look like a g- giant... I don't know. ...giant man? I, I, was, I he in Ra- was he in Roger Rabbit? Oh, I can't remember. I don't think so. <laughs> but, you know, I think I know who... Uh, if, if he is human... Yeah. I think I know who his dad is. Colonel Sanders. Colonel Sanders. Yeah, you reckon? I reckon. Just, just because of the, just because the voice. Yeah, well, because of the voice. Uh, you know, uh, the, the general. Fact he's a chicken. General demeanor. Uh, <laughs> no, the fact he's a chicken. The fact he's a chicken. Because I reckon Colonel Sanders went over there and he got a taste for chicken, but not the same taste that he brought. Over. <laughs> <laughs>
I'm happy to keep it as a working theory. <laughs> I don't like it. But as we said during the episode, it's like if you've got a couple of potentials and uh, there's a more horrible one. It's probably that it's one. probably that one. Because <laughs> at one point, uh, Falcon gets hit twice on the head with a mallet. Yeah. And it sort of comes up under his crest. Yes. It's like sort of stretching it off. And uh, it was like, okay, so that's either a, a hat. Yeah. Or it's only attached like at the front, front of the, and back. the back. And that's more unpleasant. So yeah, we're rolling with probably that one. That one. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, that that raised more questions than it answered. And it's like it's a question that's been hovering around in my mind for a long time. But that, but yeah, it never but really seeing come him out. with another rooster absolutely concluded that it was abnormal. Yeah, it's an abnormal. Size. I mean, it could just be that he happens to just be a very big rooster. Like, but- so the other thing I thought was like, but I just don't think he seems old enough. Uh, like he he always seems sort of to act as if he's older and wiser than everybody else, yeah. but he doesn't seem like an old man. I think he's probably man. sort of like early 20s. But I wondered if like there's just not really a, a cut-off point for growth of a rooster. So like, they're like lobsters? They just grow and grow and grow. Yeah, until they just collapse. Yeah, it's possible. But then we haven't seen any bigger. No, or really any interim. No. So I think it's just it, been average size, what you'd expect size and rooster. We've, yeah, and we've seen quite a lot of roosters. And we have seen a lot of roosters. Like, just... They're, but they're normal size, so yeah. I think like something something fishy's going on, and I'm happy. Like I know I I think part human in whatever format is the way is the way to go with it. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, I think we'll have to um, we'll put it on the back burner. That. We'll put have to refine that theory as we see more of them. Well, yeah. I mean, we don't want to jump to conclusions, otherwise we wind up with another another baby elephant situation. Exactly. Uh, like you know, and we don't want too many spanners in the works. No. Um. So yeah, like foghorn, half human. Who knows? Yeah. So that about wraps us up for this week. Uh, as ever, thank you for listening. It's good to not go through this journey alone. Uh, if you do listen uh, on iTunes, please, please leave us a review and uh, and a rating because it really helps our preferably visibility. Preferably a five star rating. Pre- preferably a good one. Yeah, yeah I mean, if you, but I mean, even even a bad one at least get us on the on the map. <laughs> on the currently we're not on the map. Um, I've, I've lost my train of thought. Uh, I mean, largely, I started um, thinking about maps. Why? Because you said we're not on the map. And I was like, map. what map? What map? <laughs> no, oh, no. yeah, that map. Uh, but then there's also um, Spotify uh, or anywhere else you listen to podcasts. So anywhere else that you can leave a review, if you can, that would be really handy. Spotify, stick it on repeat for days. Hack <laughs> other people's accounts and stick it on there for days. Steal Just... people's phones and subs- subscribe them <clears throat> to the Space Jam Continuum. Yeah. Because uh, um, chances are, if you like it, people you like will probably also like it more than it. likely if, if maybe even people you hate will like it so just talk to them as well we're trying to open communication yeah here you could with try everyone. and try and bond over yep. over something if it's someone's birthday uh write it on a cake in icing and give them that and give them the kaiju.fm uh address so they yep. know where to find it because otherwise that would be an incredibly cryptic cake <laughs> it would be an incredibly cryptic cake which is the best type of cake uh but yeah we don't pay to advertise at all so anything you can do to help us spread the word is is imp- very much appreciated yes uh as ever we're gonna leave you on a song it was a theme light week yeah no one was whistling any tunes no one's whistling any tunes like it wasn't really easy to like pick out an era or whatever no um we're rolling with uh, something called The Chicken Song. Obviously. Uh, from 1951. It is Ernest Tubb and Red Foley. I don't know who those people are, but no. it's pretty great. So we're going to leave you with that. <laughs> uh, and uh, until next week, uh, have a good one and we'll see you then. Bye! Bye.
blessed star old hen. She lays eggs the best she can, sometimes nine and sometimes ten. Cock-a-doodle-doo, bless our old hen. On her nest She tried to sleep But couldn't rest The rooster came home Baggy-eyed And our old hen Stood up and cried I ain't gonna Take it sitting down I ain't gonna Take it sitting down While I'm here Hatching white and brown You're out scratching Round the town And I ain't gonna Take it sitting down Said, don't say you've been alone They make my feathers in your comb If you don't have an alibi You're gonna see some feathers fly I've heard it said while on the loose You made the spots with Clara Goose From all reports of how it looked You tell that goose her goose is cooked I ain't gonna take it sitting down I ain't gonna take it sitting down white and brown you're out scratching round the town and i ain't gonna take it sitting down she said if i weren't such a stoop i'd have a mink line chicken coop why everything i owns in hock i should have with that plymouth rock you know one night while you were out i met a movie talent scout he loves my walk he loves my cluck he's starring me with donald duck i ain't gonna take it sitting down i ain't gonna take it sitting down while i'm here hatching white and brown you're out scratching round the town and i ain't gonna take it sitting down Out there, don't you laugh You just can't fool your better half You mark our words, you'll see the day When your old hen will up and say I ain't gonna take it sitting down I ain't gonna take it sitting down You needn't hang around and plead Stop handing me that chicken feed I ain't gonna take it sitting down Cock-a-doodle-doo, bless us.